Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Not only to make money, but to make a difference. And our guest today, Ka Sundance, has actually been traveling as a nomad for the last 20 years with his family. Not only does he travel, but he works in a charity uh, doing uh, projects such as he's doing in Guatemala. So we're, we're actually uh, live on location in Guyana in South America, and uh, we're not that far from each other. Ka is over there in Guatemala. It's just on the other side of uh, from South America to Central America and we have the pleasure of interviewing him about his travels uh, about uh, his charity work and about tips uh, he can give aspiring digital nomads so Ka uh, how are you doing uh, today over there in Guatemala hi Ricky I'm very pleased and I'm honored to be guest of your show and I love that your kids running around you that might happen with me as well here you know after all we have also daddies not just business owners we have fathers as well Andre Yes, I call it, we are digital nomad daddies, so D&Ds. <laughs> yeah, that's so right. And I, can, I have six kids, so, you know, I have sometimes, um, they are running all around me and climbing on top of me and everything. Yes. <laughs> I can relate to that. I mean, I only have three kids. I have half, half of your struggles, uh, but half of your <laughs> blessings, too, because kids exactly. are definitely a, a blessing and a joy, but it's also the, the, the difficulties of uh, raising them and them fighting each other. So uh, we're going to be sharing all that during this podcast. So... Uh, for the sake of the listeners and viewers, uh, Ka, if you want to give us a quick backstory of uh, what made you uh, leave Germany. I mean, your, uh, your ethnicity, uh, your country of birth and upbringing is German, German but now the, home, your, the world is your home. That's right. Well, this is kind of hard to answer from my end because we are in many regards different, but I'm also different in this regards. I cannot really tell you that I left Germany at one point because I really was only there for my school and my like childhood. I already started traveling when I was a teenager. You know, I was traveling around Europe and hitchhiking and stuff. I met my wife, Katie, 1997. That's more than 20 years ago in March 1997 in New Zealand. She comes from Stuttgart, also from Germany. I was traveling there with my best friend, half a year traveling around the world right after my high school degree. She was just skipped school and, and was going all by herself. She was 18 years old, a young girl from Germany going to New Zealand, the other side of the world. And we met there and traveled through South America in the year 2000, became a family. Um, and then we never really stopped, actually. So there's not a point where I can tell you where we started becoming expats or we started our travel. We have always been traveling. It was never different. I decided to become a traveler uh, when I was like seven or eight years old. So this is how long back this goes, my passion for traveling and for not being too German or, you know, having my, my roots there. But then also I see that, you know, it's so in, um, it's, it's giving me so much more, I know, rich, a, a rich experience of life to see all these different cultures and how they operate in life and how they do things differently. And it's, it's so good to just, you know, um, question question all the things that I believe to be true or believe to be the only way to do things. So I was always obsessed with lear learning and questioning things and optimizing things, hacking. I, I really feel this would maybe be the, the, the best way to put it. I'm, I'm all, together with my wife, we are hackers. We, we hack lifestyles and we hack life itself to just get the best out of it. And we never started this. This was always like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing because most people, when they're seven or eight years old, they're dreaming of being a fireman, a policeman, but you dreamed of being a global digital nomad even before the internet existed. Amazing. 
Yeah, well, you know, when I was that young, it was the holidays in summer that I enjoyed so much when my mom and my dad, they had time, they were relaxed, and we were going to Southern Europe, you know, for some summer vacation. And this is when I realized, man, this life, this lifestyle, this like um, relaxed, enjoyable lifestyle, my mom is radiating right now, just having time for me. That's what I want to have all of the time. That was what I realized as a child already. This lifestyle of being on vacation and just traveling, that's what I want to have, you know, all of the time. It was, yeah, more, more this I was looking for, the lifestyle of the relaxed, yeah. um, having time and enjoying ourselves. Uh, yeah, uh, amazing. And definitely a lot of us, uh, our, our strongest memories are of traveling with the families. Uh, even right. though it might not be like this big massive trips like you and me are doing, but uh, it might be the, the road trips or the camping or the trips to Disneyland with our parents. And uh, those are the real formative memories. Uh, yes. So, Ka, tell us about your family. I mean, uh, it's one thing to travel with three kids like we are, and that's definitely uh, challenging. And uh, a lot of people say, how can you travel with three kids? And isn't it difficult? Well, uh, double that, and I'm sure it's much more difficult. So tell <laughs> us a little bit about um, uh, what made you have such a big family, and uh, where are all your kids born? I mean, uh, uh, if you have six and you've been traveling, uh, I'm sure there are different hospitals around the world. That's right. We had well. It's actually just you know most of them were still born in Germany. We conceived them in different parts of the world. But it's interesting that even you say this as a father of three because I don't even see you know. And we also get this a lot that it must be so challenging having six kids and traveling and not having a home really. And I don't see it that way really. We wouldn't have six kids if I would feel this to be a big challenge or this to be like you know exhausting or something. That I I don't I don't see it this way. This is why I have this lifestyle that I. I work online, I have my computer, and I can, you know, close the computer at any point of time. I'm there, and my first thing in life, I'm a father, I'm a daddy. And my business, and even though we are very successful in business in internationally as well as in German, and, um, you know, this comes not even at the, at the second, but this is maybe third or fourth. The first thing is daddy, and the second and third is nothing, and then the fourth is business. So I, this is not a challenge to me. We, we have all of those kids, we wanted them, um, we went into this with an open eye, with open eyes, with an open mind. So um, I, I think like it's if you want to use those words, it's challenging, or you know, it it takes a lot of you to be a parent, no matter if you live in one place or you're traveling all around the world. Especially if you like we, you know, we homeschool, we we world school our children so they don't go to school. There we always with our kids. But I enjoy this, man. I think this is so much fun. My kids can teach me so much about being open, being flexible being um, dreaming insanely crazily big not having any limitations so I see my kids as, as um, great um, teachers to me and as I'm also very tied with my wife you know we're together since 20 years I think maybe this is also part of the magic that I don't mm -hmm. fight a lot with my wife I mean we have arguments you know we also run the businesses together we educate our kids together so there is we, dis we discuss things and you know also there are some arguments at times but it's not that we fight a lot or something. We are on the main things. We pull one string, or we, you know, we 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 really pull it off together. So um, this is not how I would say that this is challenging or it's fun, man. It's mm. it's life is you know it's intense, 
and we like to be intense and colorful, but we enjoy ourselves. We, we love to be a big family and I wouldn't want it any other way. It's, it's, it's amazing to, and this is something you maybe can relate to. I think it's so bonding and it brings us so close together as a family. If you pack your family together, you sit in an airplane and you fly in a completely new world. You've never been you set a foot in before. If you do this together, if you do this alone, it's already you know, intense. But if you do this as a family, You've got to be working together. You got to take, make compromises. You got to like, you know, just, you know, listen to each other and take care of each other. And these are all very important values that we reaffirm every time we fly in a new um, continent or a new, new, um, um, there are no new continents for us, but new, new countries we fly in. So it's, I don't see this as a challenge really. Mm. I'm glad you brought that up uh, because, um, you know, uh, I'm from Vancouver, BC, Canada. And actually, um, now that I think of it, now that, uh, you, you know, you just mentioned these things, it was actually a lot more challenging uh, paying off the mortgage back in Vancouver and exactly. uh, uh, living the stressful life and rushing back and forth between work and uh, my business and also taking the kids to school. So in a way, like uh, they are, I mean, uh, to be truthful, there are definitely struggles and challenges. That's why I have some gray hair here um, while you're on the road <laughs> and also when you're at home. I mean. The kids fight uh, because of the age they're in, and uh, they throw tantrums uh, because I have young kids. So um, I think the the challenges are going to be there no matter where. But I'd rather have the challenges here in Guyana than back in my hometown. That's so right. Yeah, and you you know if you travel and if you set up, you know you you can design your life. So we have designed our life that we don't have a, too many obligations or too much stress and I feel in the Western world in Canada United States or I come from Germany from Europe there's so much more potential stress because everybody is just it, life is circling around adult people and around work that's how it's done in, in the Western world and if you go to the southern places where you are or where I am or you know we have our base in Costa Rica people, life is not so much circling around work which a lot of people uh, cons consider to be normal life is circling around family men so, you know, they always, family always comes first. This is why we became expats, because I don't see this um, principle that is so fundamental, from fundamentally different to the, you know, the, 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 the work-driven and career-driven life in the Western world, that this doesn't vibrate or har is in harmony with me. And I believe, and this is the life I have created, and maybe you can relate to this as well, yes. that we yes. can have both. I can be very highly successful in business and, and you know, help a lot of people and, you know, make a lot of money and still be at the first thing, be a daddy. This is not, this is just a mindset thing. A lot of people think like you got to work hard and work like crazy hours to be successful and, and stuff. And I believe in my, real, in my realization, it's, it's not so much that you have to put in like the many hours and make it be hard on yourself. It's not about this. It's like a lot of success, I believe, and in my experience, is mindset. It's in your head. And if you have the right frame of mind and you allow also support, you don't feel that you have to do it all by yourself. You have a team supporting you. You can be highly successful in business and don't work crazy hours and still be having fun. Having fun at the first place. The more fun I have in my life, the more mm -hmm. I just focus on being with my kids and, and enjoying myself, the easier business comes and the easier... I don't know. We, you know, we also strive as an entrepreneur. It's, it's, it's like almost like a... I don't know, it's um, like a paradox. It seems like a paradox to a lot of people. To me, that is reality. Absolutely, and we create our reality. Like you said, you, we design our life. Uh, we don't let light design us or our work design us or our careers de define us. And unfortunately, that is the way it was for me back in Vancouver. And I had to make this radical life 
life decision to to travel and to uh, make money online so and you've done it for a lot longer so maybe you can give some tips uh, about uh, what have you done uh, to create these in, uh, streams of income online uh, what have you done to create systems and structures so uh, you can automate your business uh, tell us a little bit about that side of uh, your life yeah maybe also this is also where well, part of our success or you know is that we started this not really as a business we started going online it was in the end of 2008 2009 so this is it's been a long while ago but i just was very passionate to help people to eat more healthy you know we had a kid our second son he used to be very sick he had like chronic um diagnosed asthma and the doctors at some point of time, we went to many of those. They just gave up on him. They just said, well, this is chronicle. There's nothing you can do about it. You will have to live with that. And we couldn't sleep properly because he was throwing up. He had to puke at night because he had so much slime in his throat. So we were in really in a, in a, in a, um, you know, in a bad situation. Also, I don't have come from a rich background. I'm a, I'm a simple carpenter. So I know how it is to work hard. It's not that I always have been living a life like this. I, you know, it has been very different. And then we just made a... A slight diet change in like cutting back on white refined sugar, on meat, on 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 um, dairy products, on gluten, and that did the trick. So just a slight change in diet completely healed him from all this, um, you know, symptoms wow. that all the Western civilized doctors diagnose as chronic. So and I was like, we were both like so um, passionate about this um, discovery that you know, so simply you can heal for something that is so um um putting such a great um you know negative impact on your family that i felt like i want to share this i want to go online I, I need to share this with people i, I want to help people to eat more healthy in a very easy way just cutting you know back on some 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 foods they were eating so this was my intention it was not making money online it was really helping and inspiring people to live a more healthy life by just making some slight um diet changes this was the start and this is the core and this is the fundament and till until this day it still is is that i wanna i, I was really focusing on how can i use my knowledge the things i'm passionate about to help people who are in need of this information that are i already have in my head so this is the fundament and this is how i went online and then one came to the next i just started with youtube that's how i started it i just talked about youtube about you know these um diet changes and then just people ask me well what do you eat well i know it's like don't eat gluten but what are you what is your recipe what recipes can you share some recipes recipes and after the 50th comment about recipes you know i we just felt like okay let's just throw together some of our most favorite recipes and put it in a little pdf file and put it online and then people bought that thing it was our you know our most it, it was t titled the 70 our most i don't even know exactly what the title was the, the most the best our best raw food recipes or something like this and people bought that and that gave us the confidence and to say goodbye to the life in europe and just go on a one-way ticket to costa rica mm. it was not really a business then we just made a couple of hundred dollars um but still we that gave us enough confidence to do that and then when we arrived in costa rica all of a sudden the the, the question changed then people no longer ask us about how do you eat vegan with your kids? But then they wanted to know when you just moved to Costa Rica and you're just selling this ebook online. How, how do you do this? Can you teach me as well? I want to do this as well. And so after the, it took me a little longer to figure that out because I was not confident um, enough to be, um, you know, like a online marketing coach or a business coach. But people threw, threw money at me. They said, well, I pay you. Just show me how you did this with that, with that ebook. 
And then I became an online marketing, you know, a startup consultant, a business consultant. And, you know, then I taught this for several years online through coaching and this already, then it was a business. Then we made really some, some money that was, was at least feeding us well. We, don't, we didn't, didn't have to worry. But then after two years consulting with people, I felt like, man, this is tiring. I, it's a system. I figured when there's actually a system that was born out of coaching people for, for years. And this then I turned into like into some modules and I put this together in a, like an online course. It's our business school and that was our million dollar business idea. And now um, I'm, I'm having this online course, this online business school. It's still pretty simple, our business structure. But, um, you know, that's basically the short story and how I became, you know, um, a digital nomad and, and uh, online very successful. We have Germany, um, Europe's biggest and most successful online business school. And um, I didn't really plan for this. That's my, you know, the bottom line of it. I was always following my passion, what I love to do, and mm. seeing also markets, seeing, okay, how can this, it's not just ego-driven, I want to share what is important to me, but I also always paid attention to my people, what they really want of me, what they ask of me. And if you bring those two things together, I believe this is true magic. Your passion, what you're passionate about, what your heart is behind, and looking for a market where people really want to know this. And if you, if you have an overlap here, and if you do this, and if you do this persistently, there's going to be a business, and you're going to make money with that. That is my story in short. Yeah, no, thanks for sharing the whole etymology. And I'm glad you started from a point of passion. And, you know, a lot of people do start from passion, but they struggle and they don't actually end up uh, making profit. So uh, what would you see uh, you say are the keys to turning your passion for whatever it is? I mean, anything from health like yourself to, um, um, you know, to travel, etc., to turning your passion into profit. Yeah, um, well, there's several things. What I mentioned already, you got to listen to your people. You got to have an right. output. I would everybody suggest to everybody, just start creating content, not even thinking about business. Start blogging, start doing videos, start, just, just share what you're passionate about, and then listen. You're going to create an audience. If you're just passionate about a topic and you just do this in a consistent base, people going to notice, and there's going to be, a, you're going to create a following, and you just have to listen. What exactly is it that they want? And when you're at this point, then it's time also, and this is also what we started really early when I didn't have money. I was very early investing into team and into consulting and into helping, you know, having people help me with the things in business I'm just not good at. You know, and it's, you always can argue, I always argue with people, well, you can do all by yourself. You know, it's not that you don't, you not have the ability, but do you really have to? And my answer is clearly no. So outsource, start outsourcing, um, get, you know, get some consulting or buy some products that teach you how to create like an online course or, or learn about how to monetize. It's, you, you, you cannot figure all of this out by yourself. And then, um, yeah, it's investing into team. It's, and then it's mostly mindset. I believe that a lot of it has to do with mindset. If you're stuck in those old paradigms of, no, this is hard, or I can't do this, I'm not good enough, I'm, you know, um, crit the, the judge inside yourself is always the, the biggest, the hardest judge is always inside ourselves. And if this judge, it's not going away, I still have this judge inside myself, mm, but yes. it doesn't have as much power over my, over me living my life, over me making decisions. So if you can, like, um, diminish or decrease the power the judge and the inner judge and the inner critic has over your actions, this is the road to success. You're, so, so, you know, 
have a big heart, share what you're passionate about, listen to what people want, get some teachers to teach you how to monetize this, and then get your head right. Get out of the way with your head with the criticism. And this is, I believe, the road to success. And that's spoken from years of experience. And uh, you know, I, I've been an entrepreneur for only about five, six years. I can definitely relate to all those things you just said. Uh, definitely the whole mindset uh, shift, uh, um, you know, destroying that inner critic, uh, switching yourself to be more positive-minded, uh, surrounding yourself with positive-minded people, uh, you know, listening to interviews such as this of other people who made it as digital nomads, uh, being in a mastermind, uh, getting coaching support, uh, reading books, uh, and then just starting with content creation and that's what I did uh, when I started my uh, own website called daddyblogger.com five years ago. I didn't know where it was going to take me. I just started writing, writing, writing and all of a sudden I started finding other people passionate about it and then companies started throwing money at me saying, hey, write about our stuff. So it's amazing what happens when you really are, are driven and don't give up because it's so easy to give up as an entrepreneur because there are difficult times as I, I know you know Ka and uh, um, uh, the other people watching and listening. It is. Uh, uh, a struggle at times, but uh, uh, the people who press through, don't give up, will make it on the other side. So, Carl, tell us about uh, your philanthropy side of things, your charity work, and um, your, I don't know if you want to call it volunteerism, but uh, if you do, let us know uh, how it works. Yeah, well, you know, <clears throat> we, we also have been struggling in the beginning, uh, um, so I, I can definitely relate to this. But again, we are now in the fortunate position that we uh, really, that we make more money than we need, actually, and um, which also was a challenge because uh, we also always were really spiritual-minded and, like, helping and supporting. And so there was even a block at times, you know, where I feel like, man, I don't deserve this. I don't, you know, it's okay to just barely make a living. I can spiritually be um you know um ac accept this but now having more than i actually need i was <clears throat> i was really hitting a threshold here of of more than my spiritual being could take so um and we solved this by just giving back you know and so right now we have like five percent of all our income goes um, to charity and wow. actually just right now we in guatemala here and also, you know, being that is another challenge that I felt, and maybe you can also relate to this, I don't know, but this was a challenge for me, that you know, now as we're successful, we travel all around the world, and we love it in those tropical countries where it's warm, where the lifestyle is good, and usually those countries are rather poor. So I was challenged by having my kids, all my kids grow up, mm -hmm. me coming from poverty. I know what poverty is. We were in social benefits, you know, back in the day. So all my kids now, you know, they we, we just live in resorts, we live in hotels, in vacation homes, in those Third world countries, you often have like, you know, housekeepers and, and so they don't even have to do, you know, to clean the kitchen. You know, we'd sometimes make an adventure out of this. So I was challenged. I was feeling like, man, how can we make sure that my kids don't get spoiled and don't become those like rich kids that, you know, and also we go to countries and we just tick off the tour touristic attractions and then we just move on. So this made us... Uh, you know, to the uh, force us to the decision, my wife and me, that we do not only travel and like again tick off the touristic attractions, but we go in the countries we go to and we do social work. We go and connect with the poor, with the people who are in need. And as we have this, you know, this big um, following online, we have more than half a million fans on Facebook. We have more than a hundred. 10,000 subscribers on our two YouTube channels, English and German. So we, you know, we generate millions of clicks and, and lots of people follow us. And so using that now to shed some light on the social projects, you know, on those countries we go in and not only shedding light on those projects and, and generating support and people coming to volunteer, but also doing fundraisers and stuff like this. And 
using part of our own money to support those things. That has become more and more important so that my kids see that it's not normal to have a housekeeper and just, you know, go from resort to resort, but that we are in touch. We really are in touch with the poor people. And right now in Guatemala, for example, we support this two organizations. One is called Days for Girls. That's, you know, shedding light on a problem a lot of people don't even know about in the Western world that a lot, a lot of women in those developing countries, when they turn from girls into women, they have the first menstruation, they just drop out of school. Why? Because there is no menstruation kits. There is no nothing for them, you know, to uh, when they have their, they bleed for the first time to, you know, it, it, it literally, they use like old, um, a newspaper or something to stuff into their underpanties and some of them they don't even have underpanties so so you know they get made fun of it's christian countries so there's a lot of sin you're a sinner you're bad you have aids so they drop out of school so a big problem in those developing countries is that the women they don't have the education and so this organization days for girls they create those reusable menstruation kits that are provided and they're made just out of cotton so it's not like Know some fancy things it's out of the materials they have in those countries. They create those menstruation kits. They give education to those girls, you know, and they teach them even some simple um, self-defense techniques. So that's something we support here right now to support women. I, I can't believe that we live in 2017 and there are still women not getting education because they have their first menstruation. This is unacceptable for me. So that's mm -hmm. something we support. And I also would like to teach my, I have, you know, our kids are from one year to 16 years. My oldest one, and he, he just, he, he will turn 16 to show my boys, man, our, these women, they need our support. They need our help. You know, this is not acceptable. So to teach my, 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 my children and especially my teenage, you know, kids to teach that. So that's one thing. And the other one is that there is a big um, corporation. It's called Monsanto. Monsanto is the biggest, like they produce seeds and they yes. produce the roundup for the seeds. So, you yeah. know, in those developing countries, they have their old seeds, you know, brought on from generations to generations. And Monsanto was going in into those countries, bringing their genetically modified seeds in here that only will work with the Roundup. The farmers also have to buy. And those seeds are modified in a way that they don't produce new seeds, you know, that they have to keep on buying seeds from Monsanto. And it's like, this is really, really bad. And what we support here is like um, a project where they have, it's, they produce garden beds. It's like a one by one square meter thing where they can, this can feed an entire family. It's permaculture. So always something is ripe and they give out these old seeds so that the plants who grow, they produce new seeds and it's multipliable so that they, indigenous people who are taught how to make this one by one square meter garden bed they are released back to their communities here um to the other indigenous people and they can spread the seeds literally and so we break the power of monsanto so those are two things i we do many more things we have planted 111,111 trees 100,000 square kilometers of um, reforestation as we fly so wow. much around the world uh, many more things we dig dwells in Africa. I want to stop here, but this is important to me. This is important for me to show this to my kids, but also to show this to the people. If you're successful in business, you need to give back. And even if you're not successful in business, we have been started giving back before we had success. This is very important because true joy, you know, it's not just about being successful and having money, but if you want to be true, truly happy in your life, you have to find a reason to live beyond your own shallow ego, ego and also physical needs. You have to think about how can I give back? 
how can I serve the world, you know? And if you find reason there and if you find something there, this is where you can truly become a happy and fulfilled human being and be a shining example to your children as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, Kyle. You know, uh, when you're traveling, uh, it's not all about the bucket list and checking off monuments and uh, sightseeing. Exactly. It's really about the, the connections we make and making a difference. Like, uh, we've really realized this on our trip. Uh, we started doing fundraising for um, a global organization called SOS Children's Village, and uh, they have charities around the world. And we're visiting them uh, while we travel around South America. We actually celebrate a, a daughter's fifth birthday there. And uh, we have a, a fundraising page, uh, which I'll put in the link below. So, uh, yeah, definitely um, highly support what we're doing, you know, what Kaz doing and uh, what you're passionate about. I mean, uh, you might have a whole different passion. It might not be uh, feminine hygiene like Kyle was talking about. It might not be uh, forestation or it might not be children's orphanage stuff. But find out what you're passionate yes. about and then give there, make a difference there because that's where uh, help is needed. Uh, uh, find out what makes you come alive and then go do that because that's what the world needs. Is, I, think, I, I, also, I also feel that the world is so much you need. There are so many people doing work they're not passionate about. And if, if more people would just follow their passion and just whatever that is, you know, like you said, there are so many different fields you could be passionate about. But if people would dig more into what they love to do and, and use that also with the angle of how can this help other people, Mm -hmm. the world would truly be a better place and we would not rely on some Donald Trump or some Angela Merkel in Germany to, to, yes. to change things for us. We can do this ourselves. We have the internet yes. now. We can, you know, with a, I always like to say with a smartphone and a great idea, you can reach a billion people. So we yes. don't need the big gatekeepers, you know, like we used to rely on in the old days. We can, we can change this ourselves and we do this as we speak. This is happening right now. And I like to use this interview and thank you for all you're doing to support people, to just... You know, know it's possible and that it's, it's needed. It's needed. People with passion are needed. Absolutely, Ka. So I'm uh, curious to see, uh, um, you know, the vision forward. Uh, now that you are successful in business, now that you've traveled, now that you have six kids, now that you're giving back, making a difference, uh, where does the future take you? What are your big passions moving forward? Uh, where do you see your life in the next uh, few years? That's a great question. I always love also that's a question I would like to all the viewers and listeners right now to ask themselves, where mm -hmm. do you go from here? It's not so important yeah. where you come from, yeah. <clears throat> especially not if it's not a positive place, but where you do want to go. What is your passion? What, what would you like yes. love to do? And my thing is my biggest vision uh, right now, I've been working on this for a while, that we will start creating healing centers. So that's where I see. I, I, I see that all this online work and these millions of you know, people who, who follow us and everything, that this mm. is just the start of creating something offline in the real world. And we're going mm. to start this in Costa Rica. We are setting up oh. right now a foundation there. So um, you know, we don't have to like, um, do this all by ourselves. But again, use the, the, the immense power of a community you know, to, to generate funds to start a healing center in Costa Rica where we wow. will do permaculture, we grow our own food, there's going to be a raw vegan uh, restaurant, there's going to be different healing techniques from all around the world. It's going to be in harmony with the community where this place is located. There's not going to be a fence. I like to build this thing without a fence, but within harmony with the local farmers, with all the people, we bring jobs there. We're going to ask the elders. We're not going to go in like, like a bunch of Americans and doing our thing there, but asking the people who live there actually, you know, and um, create a healing center um, that, where people from all around the world come, where we give money to the poor educational programs. I have this really thought out already. And we're going to start this in Costa Rica. We create the mothership there. And then we're going to franchise and create those places all around wow. the world. 
and with this, I really believe that we can really participate in the healing of this world big time. That's the biggest I can dream right now. And I'm totally excited about this. Wow, what a project. So if people wanted to follow you, uh, you know, get some tips and advice, uh, subscribe to you on YouTube, and uh, really get inspired by what you're doing, how can they connect with you online, Ka? Well, you just Google Sundance Family. Uh, I think if you want to visually, um, I'm very passionate about my videos. So please check out our YouTube channel. Um, it's called uh, Sundance Family uh, on YouTube. Um, you also, I'm a photographer. I love to take photographs with my kids, families all around the world. It's Instagram, also Sundance Family. And then, of course, our website, thesundancefamily.com. We have some free gifts, some free trainings, and just we have the ability to get to know us a little bit more. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, through this interview, you're able to get to, you know, just a glimpse of Ka's passion for making a difference and impacting the world. So if you follow him on social media, if you uh, subscribe to him on YouTube, you really get to know uh, his heart uh, behind what he does. So I uh, highly recommend uh, connecting with Ka. Uh, thank you, everyone, for your, uh, you know, eyes if you're watching it and your ears if you're listening. Uh, we appreciate you and we appreciate your time. So thanks for tuning in to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast where, you t where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world, but also, as you can uh, tell by this episode, how to make a difference, give back, and change the world. And really, I believe that travel can change the world. Thank you, Ricky. Amazing. You do great work. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye, everyone.